one requirement in life that we all have and we all complain about is the insurance premium. Insurance premiums touch people, businesses, and organizations in mostly very painful ways. And when you file a claim, which is your right and the reason you have insurance, premiums don't go down, they go up. And this is especially true in commercial facilities with certain claims. And today to talk about this topic of premiums is Russ Kenzior, the chairman and founder of the National Floor Safety Institute or NFSI. Russ, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jeff. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hope things are well in um, nice, cool Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's only 104 today. Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be 95 almost here in Columbus, Ohio, and we're melting. And you, you call it winter. That's not nice, but. You do get used to it. It's like being a lizard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, let's get right into this and talk about uh, insurance premiums and facilities. Of course, flooring is your specialty. And our last discussion about floor testing was really fantastic when we think about how you can test floors with certain methods to see if they're safe or not and what could be done. Today, let's talk about insurance premiums. Have you ever seen them go down? Is that a, that's a great question. No, I haven't. And they're not really designed to go down when you think about it. The, uh, the insurance industry uh, kind of establishes premiums by way of uh, uh, actuaries. Those are the, the people that whenever you read reports about the happiest uh, job uh, employment, the, the people that love their job the most are these actuaries. I call them little, little gremlins that work for the insurance industry that uh, manage all these numbers or the people that know just how many people are going to get hurt and just how much money is supposed to be or anticipated to be paid out on claims. And unfortunately, when claims exceed what they thought they would be paying out, that's when premiums go up. And of course, it's broken down uh, generally by industry and, and, and the risk, the risk associated with a particular industry or profession. Well, for the, the Jansan industry, the risk is, of course, primarily around slips, trips, and falls. That's one of the leading causes of, uh, of job uh, reported injuries. So if you're a building service contractor or executive housekeeper, um, many times it's your people who are slipping and falling or the clients that they're working with, that they'll actually um, be involved in a claim involving a slip and fall uh, for one of their uh, one of their customers. So uh, sadly, today, uh, many of the biggest insurance companies are really more money managing companies. Their, their profits are derived oftentimes from their investment portfolio. They'll have hundreds of billions of dollars of uh, premiums premium dollars that they invest in the market. And uh, if those investments don't fare very well, which as we know, the market right now is not, oftentimes that will result in a loss to the insurance company and they will of course pass that incrementally along to all of us. That's why claims never go down because there's always some outstanding risk or outstanding uh, level of, um, of uh, fiduciary responsibility that the insurance industry as a whole collectively has to offset. And the only way they can really do that is through insurance premiums. So at the end of the day, Jeff, it's always our fault and we always pay for it. Well, if the market's bad, that means the insurance companies are in a bad mood and that's not good for us, I guess. I don't know. 
it's funny. I've, I've visited many uh, very large insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go into corporate headquarters, you'd be amazed at the level of security. You can't just walk in and uh, take well, the elevator. And I get why. Want to. It's layers of security. A lot of people don't like the insurance industry, and they're, um, uh, it's reflected in the uh, internal security for the insurance industry uh, corporate headquarters. Um, which yeah, which I can I can see a lot of unhappy people wanting to go in there for the wrong reasons. So can and in today's world, yeah, name a happy person when it comes to paying insurance. Um, and you're right. Oftentimes, the insurance industry will uh, reject claims or fight claims. That's very common in slip and fall litigation, where there's an insurer who's, uh, who's uh, involved in the litigation. They're defending a policyholder. And uh, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, I've been doing slip and fall expert witness work for over 25 years, and I have never been retained in a case. And by the way, I've been retained in about 1,100 lawsuits. I've never been retained in a case where an insurance carrier openly paid the claim without a suit being filed. They simply don't pay. You're going to have to sue them. And that's why a lot of individuals file lawsuits for a slip and fall because the insurance carrier wouldn't pay for it. They, they deny liability and they force the victim to file a lawsuit, which is their only recourse. And that, of course, turns into more expense. And guess what? That gets mm -hmm. passed along to the policy. Yeah. The other day, Russ, you mentioned how oil affects rising insurance premiums. I'm not sure what you mean by oil. Can you explain that to our audience? Yeah, it's the uh, rising cost of oil. They're the high cost of oil. And it depends what kind of oil we're talking about. Um, we're, we're all right now affected by the price of gasoline, motor, mm -hmm. vehicle, uh, oils, uh, petroleum products. But the biggest one, Jeff, is the one is the oil that goes into floor cleaners. Uh, many floor cleaning products contain uh, perfumes or fragrances. That's an oil derivative. And when mopping a floor with a conventional floor cleaner that may contain a higher level of fragrance, that oil film builds up or perfume, if you will, builds up on the surface over time because nobody rinses floors. When you mop the floor with a cleaning chemical today, they're all kind of a mop and go, right? You mop the floor and you're done. Let it dry. Well, guess what? All that residue, all that perfume, if you will, re remains on the floor. I mean, that's how you get the smell of a, quote, clean floor. A clean floor is oftentimes um, uh, kind of a subjective, um, um, you know, position that people have is what, what constitutes clean? Well, for many people, like household cleaners, uh, the, the smell of clean is a fragrance. So you walk into the home, you know that the floor was clean because you can smell it. Well, guess what? If you can smell it, that means there's something that was left behind mm -hmm. on the floor. So the high of oil is that of a potential slip and fall. That oil that leads to a person slipping and falling uh, is very, very expensive. Uh, the other uh, form of oil that can be very expensive is that that's, that's uh, part of the cooking process. You know, restaurant, kitchens, any place that food's being prepared or oil might wind up on the floor. Again, we're talking about cooking oil. That, that's a leading cause of uh, slip and fall events. Uh, oftentimes that oil that takes place like in a commercial kitchen will wind up in the dining room because the wait staff is coming in and out of the kitchen, picking up meals and taking that oil from the kitchen via their shoes into the dining room. So now you're tracking oil throughout the entire uh, facility. And, and uh, sadly, that's one of the leading causes of guest-related injuries for 
the restaurant industry. So uh, depending on what kind of oil we're talking about, it can be very costly. Okay. So give an example of a premium affected by just one claim. What have you seen out there like that? Um, usually, you know, what happens is a compilation of causation. It's not one thing that caused an individual to get hurt. It's, it's kind of the perfect storm. It's a lot of little things that will add up. For example, not properly cleaning the floor. The, the floor becomes polymerized or has this wax-like coating. Uh, anything that gets on that floor, like a little bit of water or spilled drink, is gonna elevate the risk. The failure to post warning signs, the failure to inspect that floor, when all that's kind of added up, um, it can create a treacherous environment. And uh, I've had several cases I've been retained on as an expert where the, um, I mean, it went to trial. In fact, there was one case here in Texas that. Uh, rendered a $19 million jury verdict, $19 million, of which $13 million of the 19 was in punitive damages. The jury was sending a message to the defendant, uh, we don't like your behavior. We don't like the way you approached uh, this problem and your total disregard for safety. And that was an example of a near instantaneous dropping of the insurance um, for that particular uh, company. Uh, but what we see more frequently than just dropping of insurance is they won't renew your insurance. That's the friendly way of, mm. of, of is when your premium comes up for renewal, they will send you a, a letter 30 days in advance saying, thank you for your past business, but we don't want to do business with you anymore. And, uh, and that's, that's the modern way of, uh, of kind of uh, dropping somebody. Uh, it's kind of like when you talk to young people today, they, they break up with their boyfriends and girlfriends on, uh, on Facebook or, uh, you know, on a, on a text, uh, not face to face. And, and, and that's the most common. Now, surprisingly, there are a huge number of property owners that find themselves in that position where their premiums go so high that the risk becomes so insurmountable that they can't afford insurance. And so you find yourself as a property owner uh, having a hard time finding somebody that will underwrite your business, especially if you're in a high risk uh, you know, industry like, like restaurants, restaurant kitchens are a big one, retails another big one. And so the insurance industry simply responds by either not writing your premium, not renewing your premium, uh, or putting you in a position where the amount that you're going to have to pay is so exorbitant, you really can't mm -hmm. afford it. And it Sadly, it puts a lot of a lot of small businesses and large businesses in a very precarious position and may oftentimes put them out of business entirely. Yeah. Well, Russ, we covered it nicely. Anything that we're missing? Um, well, you know, we live in a we live in a time right now that um, there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, uncertainty, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of what to do. A lot of small businesses are still reeling from the, the covid pandemic. Uh, inflation is high, getting higher, sadly, and interest rates are rising. So in, in times of financial uncertainty, the profits will, will drop. And so one way a, a business owner, your audience, can save money is by reducing claims. If they, if they become more proactive now uh, to start reducing injuries, reducing claims, reducing loss time. And that's another problem, finding, finding workers. But if they can start uh, reducing those, those costs that in the past they would just be able to absorb, 
um, they're going to see their profits incrementally increase. Now, again, the insurance industry is not instantaneous when it comes to reducing premiums. But if you can demonstrate that you've made a, a an effort to reduce injury claims, specifically slips and falls, over at least a one to two year time period, your premiums will go down. The insurance industry will respond and and reward good behavior. And so in times of uncertainty, economic uncertainty, Jeff, now is the time uh, for small business owners to really buckle down and 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 make money by reducing costs. And that includes insurance costs. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we talked about how we never see them go down, but then you just mentioned a few do go down, but that takes a lot of work, it sounds like. Yeah, it does take work and it takes a, um, a plan. Uh, you can't just cross your fingers and hope people don't get hurt today. You have to take mm-hmm. uh, a concerned approach. And again, it does take time. Uh, so I can't tell you how many times I've heard people who will contact me at the National Floor Safety Institute to say, look, I, I'm doing all the things the NFSI wants me to do. Why aren't my insurance premiums going down? And the answer is because that's not how uh, general liability insurance, property insurance for commercial enterprises works. It doesn't work that way. It's not like a good student discount. Um, that you get for you know automobile coverage, uh, it's a right. it's a different way of insuring individuals. But my advice is stay with it. Just develop a culture where safety is very very important, and it becomes very easy. It's second nature. It's like putting on your seatbelt in the car. Once you kind of get used to doing it, you kind of feel naked when you don't have it on. And so that effort will pay off um, in all forms of insurance, Jeff, not just, you know, general liability, but in all the insurance that property owners have to take. So uh, a little bit of uh, a planning and, uh, and, and a, a cultural shift to, make, to prioritizing safety will pay dividends in, in these uncertain times. <music> 